Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Level With Me. I'm your host Kyle and we're going to be talking everything Apple ecosystem to do with the arcade, the games and even the devices we play on. I'm a host on a YouTube channel called The iOS Arcade and this podcast is a spin-off product from that where we can talk more about the games informally and what we want to see and and where we think the Apple Arcade could go because we know there's a community out there there's a lot of comments we've had on the channel and it's really good to see. Today I have a very special guest he has joined us it's Reese Tafso he's been in the iPhone community since he was 11 which is really cool what iPhone did you start with? I started with the iPhone 4s the uh, first ever iPhone to have Siri on it and I'm not gonna lie I was amazed <laughs> that I could talk to my phone and it would do stuff for me. That's really interesting because I thought I've been in the iPhone community for a long time because I started with the iPhone 5C. So the fact that you started with a phone that was before mine makes me feel like you're more the person that should be hosting the show with your experience. <laughs> so we're going to be talking today a lot about the new games to start off with. Um, I can just hear the What's New soundtrack in the background that you can hear now. I can just hear it every time I think of the new games. I just love that that soundtrack we use on the channel. Um, obviously, we've just released a video on the YouTube channel with a sort of what's new, what to expect, what the game's all about. Um, I just want to delve in deep with uh, some of the games and see what Reese thinks anyway of, of, of this month's roster. Um, have you seen the roster this month at all? I have not seen the roster this month. I saw last month, but not this month. Well, this month is a very interesting one. There's no sports games. I think uh, we would have had three in a row if they'd have kept that uh, another sports game. I don't know where they'd go. We had snooker, then we had darts. And I, I know the company make a golf game, so I wasn't expecting it, but it would have been quite funny to see it. Um, this month's games, we've got Frogger, the Rumbling Ruins, which is a, a puzzle game that's 3D, and it's all about how you move the blocks to get the, the character Frogger uh, to the end of the level to complete it. There's a jigsaw puzzle game, which is exactly what it says on the tin, and that is our only plus title this month. You won't believe so this. Like oh, go on. Looks like they're doing a lot of puzzle games this month. That's there is the quite a lot of puzzle games, yeah. Uh, there is also, um, who I would think is a very retro character, uh, Cooking Mama, uh, who is a, a character that I know from the Nintendo days when the DS was the most popular handheld console, uh, which is a cooking game. And I was really surprised to see that character again. I thought that would have died off, but it seems to be that the either the developers have brought her back or I've just completely missed her for the last... 10 years and the final title is called air twister which i think you actually might like it's an action side swipe title where you go against creatures and boss battles but it seems to me more like a rhythm game to be honest i haven't played it because it's not out it doesn't come out to the end of the month yeah do any of those titles take your fancy i like jigsaw (laughs) i mean the puzzle you know yeah. I, I like puzzle games. I'm definitely someone who plays puzzles. Uh, just keep me occupied when I'm bored. Yeah. Uh, the so game is available on iPhone and iPad. And uh, if we're talking about the Jigsaw Puzzle one here, um, I'm not sure if you're a big Disney fan, but that's how they've promoted this game. There's a lot of Disney Jigsaw puzzles on that game. And I think that that's nice to, to bring in casual game fans as well, if you can call the Jigsaw game a casual. It's more of a strategy <laughs> game, to be honest. So, but, I'm uh, thinking well i think it is more of a mindfulness like a fill in the gaps if you you know sitting on a train or something so have you done many electronic uh jigsaw puzzles before i have a few on my phone uh like i said i do it when i get bored um and i don't feel like playing games on like uh, consoles so i go on my phone and play some games uh 
usually puzzle games keeps me mentally happy you know keep keeps my mind thinking yeah and that's actually good to hear because obviously i prefer my video games where you're almost playing the character or being in the moment with it but the fact that you're saying oh you like puzzle games really shows why the apple arcade has got so many that they put in there's like almost one every two months now there's a there's a strategic thinking puzzle game and obviously we've not had a jigsaw which is nice the only thing i'd say that i'd have liked to have seen from that game and i'm not sure if i mentioned this in my upload was it would be cool if they'd allowed you to upload your own photos to jigsaw puzzles i feel like adds an element of extra difficulty especially if you have pictures by the sea or with the blue sky so it definitely would be cool yeah i I mean uh, they missed the trick i know that apple arcade is quite locked down with like there's no voice chat there's no text chat but that's like kind of uh, a good thing because obviously not for me but for parents like they can trust their kids on this platform without thinking that they're going to be talking to uh any old uh any old person really one thing i've really noticed with apple is like with their games and just apple devices in general they don't allow a lot of customization as in using your own photos to create like create app icons or anything and i think that's because of the fact that apple doesn't want to have like children exposed to the things that a lot of cruel people can post out there because i feel like some people would take advantage of the fact that they can upload any media to uh the jigsaw puzzle game or any other thing like that and uh I think Apple really locks down on that to keep it safe for the community, safe for the kids and safe for the parents to know that their kids can play their games without being exposed to anything inappropriate. Yeah. And that, that, that kind of makes sense. And that, that's not how I've ever thought about it, which is interesting, but you know, that saves a person doing a job or creating AI to make sure that the, the picture that they've uploaded is actually, you know, safe and within the guidance. And I think that's probably why there is quite a few games that are locked down to that point for mm-hmm. you know ease of of maintenance that alone just you know and then there's all this you know downloading from the cloud and with the file format work so it's probably a reason why they've they've left it but that's what i would like to see maybe a custom jigsaw puzzle game um i know you can yeah. buy them so as in like real jigsaw puzzles but that costs money and time and and things so but uh maybe it will come that no one has <laughs> so yeah this month's game's interesting like we talked about there are two puzzle games the jigsaw puzzle one is the only game that doesn't go on the apple tv the rest of them this month go on the apple tv and mac um have you got yourself an apple tv have you played any apple games on a tv i do not have an apple tv the closest thing i can say i did to playing a game on the apple tv is i air uh air played or yeah share played uh to the tv so i had a bigger screen when i was yeah. playing every yeah, I mean, it's it's so weird to think, like, in my head when I sometimes get downstairs, because I have lots, I have two PS5 controllers, one synced to the Apple TV and one synced to the actual PS5, because I don't really play co-op uh, or split screen. So, mm-hmm. But it's so weird to pick up a PS5 controller and then you've got this Apple TV that has these games on and there's a console game on the Apple TV. So there's a game that's on PS4 and there's a game that's on the Apple Arcade subscription. And the the whole experience is exactly the same. It's so identical to the point now where if you don't class the Apple TV as a games console, then what even is it? Because it's just a posh streaming service box, if you think about it. But to me, the Apple TV is definitely a games console on my list. Would you agree or not? This is a good question. I definitely would agree with that. And it honestly is kind of amazing when you think about it because PS4 was like 
top-notch, you know, best of its generation. And then you use your phone or the Apple TV plugin, and just like that, you now have a um, a gaming console. console. That little thing, you know, that it's honestly amazing that they were able to make a console out of these little small devices that's the equivalent of a PS4, which was top-notch about seven years ago, you know? Yeah, completely agree. And I think it also makes uh, games consoles a little bit more accessible as well for families. So obviously I'm very fortunate to have the latest and greatest PlayStation. I also have obviously the Macs to run this on. But there are obviously families out there that might just be able to afford an Apple TV box, get themselves a, I think they call them a MiFi controller, or a you know a DualShock Four, and they've got a games console as well as a TV unit as well. So, and yeah. that Apple ecosystem is strong, and that's what I think Apple Arcade, and I think that's a passion that I like about the the whole thing is like you can literally sit on the toilet play an NBA on your phone with a Backbone One, and then just jump straight downstairs and play it with a PS Five controller on the Apple TV in the exact <laughs> same point if you've saved it it's correctly. It's really just yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's just like hop on, hop off, and and then, and that to me is what I think kept the Apple Arcade up there with the other gaming consoles because like I can play something on my TV, I can then leave, take an iPad, a Mac, anything. As long as the game is on there, you'll find that the the syncing between the cloud is just so spot on. Some of them have weird loading screens, but apart from that, but but it's just the loading screen. What am I even complaining about? So honestly, I think that's one of the biggest reasons Apple stays so big in the game is because you can so easily synchronize everything you're doing. You go from your phone to your iPad to your MacBook to your Apple TV, and everything is in the same exact place where you left it. Uh, one of the new features, and I think uh, Mac OS Entree is, uh, I, I hope I said that right, but if you put your iPad next to your MacBook, um, you can literally drag files across uh, the oh, wow. uh, add to the macbook and then you can also drag it to your phone that's um, awesome i i watched wwdc this year but i wasn't too interested in the mac stuff now like i i like the phone stuff i think other ios yeah. stuff. and we'll talk more about wwdc i always miss the second w out later on but like yeah the the, the stuff that they are bringing in just to be able to like drag and drop things on i think is definitely awesome when like, i was on my iphone i learned this new trick um if you actually use two fingers and pinch a photo and then you go onto another phone that you're logged into on your iCloud and you like expand your fingers with two of them in notes, it will actually copy and paste the photo. Is I that, have no Is that on the that. same iCloud or is that within your family? Uh, as long as you're on the same iCloud, yeah, it does. I thought that'd be, that was I think honestly I've seen just, that. I saw a TikTok that was like that, very similar. And it was like, how did I not know this? And they got their fingers, they squoze a picture, and then they went over to the iPad and like like splashed it down. Like, I think that's the gesture they want you to, to be doing. But yeah, I've, I've, I've not used that. I know of it, but I've never had a point where I've gone, I know what I need to do here. So, <laughs> but I think you'd probably be able to do that with a control, uh, command V. On a, on a Mac as well, that's something we should try. Can you squeeze yeah. your hand on one device and then go to a device with a keyboard and paste? Because I assume it goes onto the clipboard. So, yeah, I, I would assume so too. But yeah, that's uh, that's definitely we should we should try out the new iOS when we can get our hands on it. And there's so many cool so many cool things that that they they brought out like the copy and pasting of like you can like have a picture of someone standing next to a wall and you can just select the person without Photoshop. 
talking about the new iOS, what do you think about the new lock screen update where you can customize your lock screen, add widgets, and add different things to your lock screen? I think it's needed. I mean, I typically changed my lock screen for the mood I'm in. And I think having widgets as well, like, I don't know how far they're going to take it. Because I know in America, you guys get a lot more um, accessible widgets that work better than... They're not there's bad, but like... Like your sports is covered way better, like um, the mm-hmm. NBA and the American football. I forgot what it's called. I'm going to be shot for that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like those two sports are covered way better in the apps than what football is over here. Siri knows how to get a Liverpool score up, but that's about it. So if it gets to the level that I think it will, it'll be awesome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just love the fact that I can now customize the clock and add uh, the temperature. So because one thing I always do when I'm waking up in the morning or when I'm getting ready to go to work is I check the temperature. And since I work at night, you know, it's usually colder at night. And I want to know if I should be wearing shorts or if I should be wearing uh, pants. So rather than asking Siri, hey, Siri, what's the weather out? I can just say, um, I can just open up my phone and look at the thing and I'll now see that. Uh, it's 67 degrees hour, however warm it is. 67 degrees? My goodness, that's hot. You mean Fahrenheit? Uh, or Fahrenheit, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, 67 degrees. I mean, we get 30 over here, and that's sweltering for England. So, but yeah, oh God, that's, that's another ball game conversion rates. Um, but yeah, you're right about that, because I do check a lot of the weather most of the time. I don't know what your weather climate's like, but as especially this time of year, is it's blue sky now i'm looking at the blue sky i could blink look at my notes and it'd be raining like that that's but i know that's not temperature but like i always do check to see what the temperature is you know for dressing dressing up wise mm-hmm. so but yeah i i'm very excited about the uh, widgets before we talk more about wwdc because i want to actually come back to that actually talk about some of the technology uh, i do have some interview questions i do want to ask uh, my guests when on the show now obviously you told me earlier that you've been with apple uh, or your first phone or whatever it was, was the about when you were 11 years old when you had the 4S? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but was, that, 4S. Was, that, was that your first Apple product? Uh, yeah, it was my first Apple product. I got it handed down by my mom because it was her first phone. And I believe I was in the third grade at that time, maybe fourth. No, I was in sixth grade at that time uh, because I was 11. And I was just... Uh, I always would go out and play with my friends and, you know, my parents wanted to keep a hold of me because, you know, they wanted to know where I'm at uh, just in case anything were to happen. So finally they decided to, when my mom upgraded her phone, that they'd give me her old phone, which was, I was, was iPhone um, popular back then. Obviously I know when I got an iPhone, it was kind of like, like half the people had Android, half the people had iPhones. I wouldn't even know what the ratio is nowadays, but it, they weren't as popular because of the price. But obviously, a 4S. That's... When I was that age, iPhones were in my grade. Very few people had iPhones yeah. because of how young we were. I know that people in high school, it was starting to become more of a popular thing. Like more people had them. It wasn't until I was in about eighth grade where everyone had an iPhone, and the ratio of iPhone to Samsung is. For every Samsung, there's probably like 15 to 25 iPhones in a school. Uh, this was when I was in school still, but that's what I know the ratio was in my junior year. 
Yeah, that, that's so... It's hard to think about the iPhone 4 because I don't know the specs of it. Obviously, I know it had the camera because the camera came on the 3G, if, if you could even call it a camera. I bet it could take some decent photos. But, like, one thing I want to ask on this podcast is about the Apple devices is what was the feature that drew you to Apple? Obviously, you had the 4S, but was there a feature on that phone that was like, yeah, I'm never switching from this? The one feature that keeps me with Apple every day... Um, is it Siri? iMessage oh. and FaceTime. Yeah. Those are the two, two things that keep me with all the time. Uh, just, I know FaceTime can now be used on Samsung's too, but the iMessage, it kind of, it creates like a group thing. It makes, it makes you feel like you're included in something. When, yeah. when you see someone send you that green message bubble, it's like, oh, oh they're painful, no. isn't it? I'll tell you yeah. something really interesting, right? I went for years without WhatsApp and I I don't I was so proud of not having that app. I was like, I don't need WhatsApp. All my friends have iPhones. And then my friendship group started to shift a little bit and we had new people come in. And I remember the first day that someone was like, Oh, do you not use WhatsApp? And I was like, No. And someone had to show me how to use it because I was just so like not anti I just didn't need it like I don't need instant messaging for free as yeah. they would call it because I have <laughs> iMessage one thing I actually read there is a study done and it shows that in America at least um 80% of women if they get a guy's phone number or they give a guy their phone number and they receive a green text message when they have an iPhone from the guy there's an like a 50% chance to 60% chance that they are just not gonna text <laughs> it back. How is that even back. something you contemplate on? Like, oh, can't do that. I don't understand it. Like, I mean, if you have iMessage, you're just more accessible because your everything pings. Like my phone, when my phone rings or I get a text message, each room has a device in that will just make a noise. So, I mean, it's better because you don't miss anything. But if you ask my friends, they'll say, yeah, he still doesn't reply even though he has that feature. So... <laughs> But if iMessage keeps you in, I mean, that is, that is a, I, I'm, I was going to say a weak feature, but I guess that is kind of like the bread and butter of an iPhone. So, but like, that's not what I was expecting, especially with you having a very social media technology background. I thought you were well, going to say something more if, different, but you know, it's your choice, you know? If I had to say one other thing, um, the reason I say iMessage is because that's one of the biggest things I use to communicate with people and my family and stuff. Yeah. But the next biggest thing would be that Apple gets updates first for every social media platform snapchat instagram tiktok they get updates first because well that's down to the they, ecosystem isn't it really because they develop one ios like everyone is on the same that's what iOS. I was just gonna say. Yeah. yep they, they're on one ios well if you go to android there's like 20 different operating systems running as of right now so they have to create 20 different versions of snapchat before they can release it to everyone and also they developed it i know snapchat they developed it different didn't they they used to take screenshots and then send the screenshots which is mm -hmm. like oh you can see why people used to compare taking a photo on a potato to snapchat on android <laughs> but i know in was it 2018 that they they said hey no it wouldn't have been that it'd have been about 2020 i reckon they said hey we're right. making snapchat better for android and i never saw a change and everyone used to say no they haven't done anything but i'm sure they did something it probably did something, just nothing major, you know. <laughs> now it's screen recording rather than screenshots. Yeah.
Now, to carry on this uh, game thing, because I know we've gone down the Apple route, but obviously um, my games that I play on my phone, there's, there's a vary between Apple Arcade and actual games on the iOS. I try to tip towards more Apple Arcade games because I do like the gaming experience without ads. But obviously I know you're not an Apple Arcade subscription, uh, subscriber, sorry, get the wording right, but what games do you play on your phone? What, what, what do you think is a good game for listeners to maybe try if they haven't already? So the main games I play on my phone, um, like I said, I play puzzle games. And then the other main games would be sometimes I play Minecraft, Subway Surfers, which I think they should add to the Apple Arcade. Because sometimes when those ads pop up, I kind of just close the app and I'm done with the game. I do know ads, that Subway Surfers is a quite popular game. I think I've seen it. I think uh, I've seen there's quite a few other games that have been reference to that game because it's so popular because it is it is it a yeah. bit like temple run like that style of game where you're trying to yeah see, yeah so i think i know what i think i have played subway surfers yeah and i then think the one i play most would be pokemon go which oh yeah, yeah was no. popular back in 2016 i'm but, gonna you know, have I to invite you on a podcast just to talk about that game because i know so much about it i'm not even a big pokemon fan but like that <laughs> game was revolutionary to the point and this is really sad so like Oh, I, I was looking at the statistics of like the local areas. Oh, it just sounds sad saying it. But like you can see when Pokemon Go came out because the, the everything was just thrown off the charts, like everything, but that's a completely different like that, mm-hmm. that that's a podcast in itself. But yeah, Pokemon Go, I don't play it very often. I have friends who still do, and good on them. It gets you out. Did you ever see thinking about the games you play, did you ever see the Minecraft um AR, the uh, Minecraft Earth? I did see it, but I never played it. I never got it. I think what let that down, or not let it down, but what made it a bit more of a harder thing to get into was it was a lot more AR driven. As like Pokemon Mm -hmm. Go wasn't. You could turn it off and then just flick with your finger. But like that one wanted you to walk around in a field. And like if you're with your friends and maybe a little bit younger than what we are, it would look normal. It's just kids playing on their phones. But like... When you're a bit of an adult and you're like looking at your phone and you're pretending to mine something, maybe that's just an anxiety I have, but maybe it just wasn't for me. But the game concept was cool. Like I, I really liked what they did. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if they had, if if it wasn't just AR, it probably would have done better. Yeah, but I think a game that's developed around AR, taking the AR out of it, is just the normal version of Minecraft, which is already out there. So, <laughs> but I also another thing that I found was. It worked without, so obviously we've got the iPhone 13 at the moment, it's the latest model, um, and, but I think in the 12 they bought the LiDAR sensor out on the back and that really helped. And that was one of the selling points to Minecraft Earth was it used the LiDAR sensor to accurately place everything down. But mm-hmm. before I had the iPhone 13, I had the iPhone XS in gold. I don't know why I mentioned the color, but hey-ho. Um, but that really struggled because it didn't have... Um, the lidar sensor so it was using the camera which means the processing unit was getting hot and every time i played pokemon earth literally you could use it as a hand warmer by the end if your battery was still alive because it was just processing so much but i did try pokemon earth on the iphone 13 and it just runs more Mm. optimal i wouldn't say better because it still runs quite well you can see the tracking slightly better but that might be future updates i'm not too sure but yeah minecraft earth was quite an innovation that that failed but it was like well done mojang you did a good job sort of mm-hmm. so but minecraft was, was a, the... a revolutionary game to go onto the iphone that was one of the first that sort of set the bar saying hey you can play what i'd call a triple a title on a mobile 
Yep. The uh, LiDAR sensor that you brought up, you know, that sparks my mind. I just remember how cool it was using the LiDAR sensor for the first time when I got my 13. Uh, Just, I mapped out my entire house. And the fact that I can make an entire 3D map of my house, mind-boggling to me. This little device in my hand that I can put in my pocket just made a 3D layout of my house has the blueprints and everything you know i can i now have the uh, metrics and how long everything is and that's just honestly amazing to me Sounds apple like does the real estate because uh, <laughs> i have seen there's a few houses over here where the company has gone we're going to go into the future and they do that i think they use the iphone one because they lidar scan everything in and then they convert it into a floor plan and it just looks so weird because like they've just made something 3d not yep. is it i wouldn't even say it's 2d because it's like a flat plane and like you have like this red mush on this blue carpet and you're like what's that and then you realize it's a sofa that they've obviously squashed down <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like well, that technology is is coming like if they're using it now to that extent maybe when websites get a little bit better and they can support 3d that's when like housing websites are going to be insane mm-hmm. like put a vr headset in and walk through your net house apparently Rumor has it that Apple has announced the uh, VR AR glasses to the board of directors, meaning that within the next uh, couple of years, we most yeah. or probably will be seeing the AR glasses revealed. And I don't know what your thoughts on that are, but well, let's, me, let's bring this. Scary. Let's bring the podcast back to WWDC. So I feel like we're back on the structure. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I don't know whether there's a place for Apple and VR yet because, like everything works on the ecosystem and they'd have to squeeze it in somehow. And Mm -hmm. obviously everything, like everything they release that's a bit random at first, you're kind of like, why are Apple doing that? But then you see their motive, like AirTags. I was like, what are you doing? And then it's like, but you can use it on Find My. You can now find your keys and your girlfriend. So, you know, (laughs) like it all fits. But like a VR, like I'm massive on VR. Absolutely love it. I've spent hours on it and learned about it. I've even made video experiences with it. But like, I don't know where, because Apple make consumer products like Apple yeah. TV, like they make things for consumers to enjoy. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. And they're also very high quality. So a VR headset, like what experiences are, would they give us? And then is there going to be an iPhone that can produce 3D photos like that? Like, that's what I mean by like, for me, until I see and understand it, I don't really know where a VR headset fits. Yeah. Into. But yeah, I've heard it's coming out. I know AR is big with Apple. They do it now. Like you can go onto Ikea and pick a a sofa and then it will place in real time. I don't know. Do you have Ikeas? Uh, I I believe we do. I've just never been on Ikea. But I know on Amazon we have that. Yeah, I (laughs) Ikea is like, for me, it's it's like a big, it's like a furniture shop that you have to yeah. walk through the whole thing. And it's like, a, it's like a, almost like, it feels like a movie set. You're walking through different sets they set out and everything, but it's a cool experience. Yeah. But like they have gone down the realms of AR and using LiDAR on the, and Amazon have actually, I did a, I bought a, a clothes rack, uh, a coat rack and that, that also fit perfectly. And that was cool. So I do use AR on a daily basis, which is cool to think actually, because the gimmicks that Apple put in maybe three or four years ago are now stuff that we use daily. And it's weird to think mm-hmm. that gimmicks sort of are the future, but we make fun of it at first. Like the AR tape measure, I never needed that. I was like, I'm never going to measure anything. And then my mom went, do you want a fridge? 
And I was like, where's the tape measure? Didn't know where it was. Whacked out the AR, AR one. And I said, oh, the gap that the fridge fits into, it's about 52 centimeters. And she was like, oh, that's funny because the fridge is 52 centimeters. So I was like, oh, it must work then, like to be spot on. So yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? How I've just had a thought. If it's the AR glasses that I think I've seen rumored, that would make sense to measure things and place things down. Obviously, I know that you know about Spectacles 4.0, and that's very similar to, what I think, what we're talking about here. Very much so, yes. So maybe when you just sit down for five minutes and talk about Apple VR, you then realize, oh, actually, I can see where they're going with this. So maybe I've contradicted <laughs> myself, because now I'm thinking about Apple glasses being a bit like CarPlay, where you can like see your messages pop up. Oh, now I want that. <laughs> <laughs> There we have it. You Hopefully heard it people first. don't text and drive then. Well, well, that's that's another that's another question, isn't it, about CarPlay? But I think uh, you know that's down to the user's decisions. So because yeah. I've asked many questions about wearable tech to police officers over here, and they say, well, it's not it's not the law really. We can't police it, but if they deem it, you're doing. Like, I think what they call it over here is like negligent, negligent, I can't even say the word, but like, if they think that that's distracting you from driving, then they'll do you for not actually paying attention. So, yeah, but you know, I, I, I just thought about some very, very bad stories, but they're not being shared on this podcast. I can tell you that um, <laughs> with WWDC, the new tech, I know that you've watched it this week. It was, uh, it was, I love it when they use the me emojis. I think that's really cool. I think it's just adds that character to everybody. Um, we have the M2 now on the MacBook Air. If you couldn't, you know, stop making my MacBook yeah. uh, i9 look terrible now because they're just like, hey, this this laptop does not need fan. <laughs> I so. definitely need a new laptop. I mean, my laptop gets the job done, but it's definitely a slower laptop. I have a 2012 MacBook Pro, so... It's funny how we treat Macs like cars. Like, I tell people I have a 2020 MacBook, MacBook Pro 16 <laughs> And they're like, whoa, why are you doing all the specs? And I'm like, well, you asked what I use. Like, that's how I would say it. I don't just say MacBook Pro. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, it sounds so bad like, now I say it. <laughs> I think a lot of times we say the specs because just in case they like what we're using maybe yeah. they'd want to get one for themselves well, it's like now. earlier when i said iphone 10 gold like there's no need for the color but i just for so long would say that i don't know whether that was like a, a younger flexing sort of like sentence or i was just proud that i picked the gold color or maybe i don't know i'm starting to question my decisions now <laughs> Every time I tell someone in person what type of phone I have, I always say the entire thing. I go, yeah, I have an yeah, iPhone yeah. 13 Pro Max, one terabyte uh, storage. You and so. me both. I reckon it's an Apple thing because I used to go around saying, oh, yeah, I have the iPhone 10s 64 gig gold. And it used to annoy <laughs> my friends. Like they just say, just say you have a phone. And I'm like, you don't, you don't belong in Apple Club, obviously. So now <laughs> we sound like idiots. If there's Android users listening to us, they're going to think, oh, I'm so glad I have an Android. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I'm not the snobby kids up there talking about their amazing phones. Uh, yeah, I, I sometimes question like, because obviously I've been a photographer as well. Like everyone says, oh, you could have a better camera on an iPhone on a on an Android, and I'm like, yeah, but I could just take my camera out with me, and that's sort of what I stick to. Yeah. But sometimes I do feel the pain. But you know, I I don't think I'd get on with the Android system. With um, the WWDC, we talked about. Um, iOS 16, and we talked about multitasking and how you can drag and drop. I we spoke about the 
being able to select a um, a subject and pasting it onto notes, messages, that's going to make some cool stickers. But is there anything else from WWDC that, that you think we should talk about today? Or uh, do you think we've covered pretty much all of that? Even though I, I didn't think the talk. biggest thing would definitely be just the MacBook Air uh, yeah. coming with M2. I mean, a lot of people don't realize how inexpensive the MacBook Air is and yet how much yeah. power it brings. Well, I completely uh, agree. And I think I, I would like to talk about it from a video game perspective, but I feel like that's just on a different level. Like we're not going to be able well, to go. I mean, a lot of people also think that Macs aren't for video gaming, but ever since the M1 came out, Macs have became a like entering the gaming system realm of laptops, and yeah. that one thing just amazes me that you can now get a gaming laptop from Apple for only nine ninety nine starting off. Yeah, I don't think I'd recommend if someone said to me they'd want to play games because I just know that there's not a lot of optimization out there yet. Um, And I probably wouldn't say that Mac is a gaming laptop as much as it can play. But it depends on the gamer, really. If you're planning to do Discord, chat to your mates and play like the most recent titles, then yeah, Mac's not the way. But if you're like me and you, where we're content creators, but we also like to relax and play games and the game is available and you're not bothered what games are available, then it's absolute added bonus. So, and that's why yeah. I like Apple Arcade because I use Mac day in, day out. Like it's my operating system. So like I haven't got room for a Windows PC. I think I had a Windows laptop when I was 11. Uh, it might have, I think I had it. And this laptop, uh, it was, it was, no, I just wanted a laptop. And so my dad for Christmas got me a very cheap laptop. But this laptop, it showed me a lot about the Windows ecosystem and how, you know, the laptop by itself is a laptop. When you try and connect it with the phone, there's very few connections other than Gmail. Yeah. And I that's think, it. You know, if I can just put in, I think um, in 2015, there was the Windows phones and they used to be able to turn your Windows machines on remotely. That was like probably the best I saw with like connectivity and, and being out there. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm. I would say I'm still quite fairly new to the Apple ecosystem to the level I'm at, because this is the order I went. So I got an iPhone, then I got an iPad, then I got an Apple TV, then I got an Apple Mac, and then I got an iMac. So and this is like over a five to six year span. So like now I've like got all the four main devices. I feel like I reap all the benefits. But like mm-hmm. definitely, there's there's nice bits about the ecosystem, like with the iPad and the iPhone. It's cool to just be able to pick up a bigger screen. Your photos are there. Then the the TV is just on a different level. It's like an ultimate media player. But then when you get a Mac and you're like, I can airdrop this video and edit it and then publish it on YouTube. Oh, that's that that's what kept me where I am. But I don't think we need to keep telling the viewers or the listeners that we're part of Apple Club because they 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 probably know. <laughs> yeah, I started off with an iPhone 4s. I've had like five different other iPhones since that or more. I have a MacBook Air, a MacBook Pro, and an Apple Watch. Oh, I even forgot. I forgot about the watches in the ecosystem. But yeah, that's another one. But that's more of a, I'd say that's like a separate one to the phone because it doesn't really do much apart from un- unlocks certain apps on, on the PCs and the Macs now. So, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, the new tech from WWDC is absolutely awesome. I don't think I'm going to be investing in any of them because I feel like like I'm not going to get any benefits from that at this moment in time. 
Like I feel like I've got quite, and that's what I also like about Apple is they don't they don't just throw the old ones away. Like my all my devices will upgrade um, to the latest versions, apart from my watch. It's probably why I forgot about it. Um, but yeah. yeah, WWDC, I love it. It's it's something to look forward to, software wise. And then obviously, is it September or October? Do you think they'll do the new iPhones? I believe it, I'm going to take a super uh, what's it called? Super specific guess, and yeah. I'm going to say September. 12th this year it's going to be wwdc that, put, i mean not WWDC, the new iphone yeah, yeah i know what you mean the apple event i'm gonna put that in my calendar and i hope you're right because that that, that would be cool if you got it right i mean they, i know they do it very similar times every year um I, th- I think it's on a tuesday normally maybe i'm wrong i just feel like they do things on tuesdays so, i think it is on tuesday so mm-hmm. Let me check my calendar real quick. July, August, September. You doing that, um, I'm just going to talk more about the Apple Arcade, sort of uh, bring that back in, because again, we made this podcast to be a different cyber platform. We want to just basically talk Apple and and games. We were hoping it would be more games related today, but I've realized how much WWDC can take over your podcast. So we've been talking mainly about the tech, but it's nice to know. I think they announced it at WWDC. God, that's hard to say when you've said it quite a few times. Um, but there's been some awards that, they, that they've handed out. There's a, a Given Beyond the Trees won Best Story, I think it was. I can't remember the exact word in Apple used. Impa- oh, Most Impactful Story. Um, and I can completely agree with it. If you've not played Given Beyond the Trees, which is a title available on Steam, if you're not an Apple Arcade subscriber and you want to play this game, it's around a four to six hour campaign uh, where you play as Gibbons and it shows you sort of like how deforestation has affected them. And what I liked about that game, playing it personally, was how I actually felt for the Gibbons, even though it's us as people, not necessarily, you know, British, but it's us as people in the world that do you know, affect other animals. And it's quite a touching <laughs> story. So I don't want to say too much because it is, it's well worth the time. And I completed it in around two days and absolutely loved every moment of it. So, And I think that would probably still win Game of the Year that they've released in my behalf. And I, I plan to do an award show, so I'm excited to see if, if I still stand by that. Have you seen Given Beyond the Trees much of it? I have not, no. no. I, I'm a very relaxed gamer, and what I mean by that is I play maybe three games. You're waiting. You're waiting for Given Beyond the Trees Puzzle Edition. That's what you want. Yep, that's exactly what I'm waiting for. <laughs> you're gonna be doing the jigsaw, and you'll be like, "Oh, that looks like a dead tree," and you'll put it together, and it'll be like a like a an impactful message about deforestation. You'll be like, "No." <laughs> so I know there were some other award winners as well. Um, oh, uh, Wildflowers got uh, I think one of the best campaigns as well. So these are like Apple Arcade titles, and it was good to see because again, Apple like really promote their games on Apple Arcade. So I wanted to put it in the podcast because I just thought, you know what, it's nice to shout them out. I did try and tweet them, but they didn't have a Twitter account. So that was a shame. So, But I think that that's pretty much everything that, that we can talk about in today's episode. Um, obviously, I want to ask, I think you said it earlier, is there a game you would like to see maybe appear on Apple Arcade? I would definitely like to see Subway Surfers on Apple Arcade. I am tired of those ads popping up. Uh I think it would just be nice to be able to play and not have to go through 10 different ads before you start your first run. Yeah, and and to be honest, Subway Surface, I think, is made by a developer that, that, that makes a lot of apps. And obviously, they know what they're doing. But, um, you know, I think you see uh, developers like, I think it's Kunani, who's just put an app out there. You've got uh, Playsoft, which have done quite a, the, 
I think it's PlaySoft, I think they're called. They've done like the Lego Star Wars games alongside uh, TNT games. So like there's there's big app game developers in arcade. They're not just like small franchises that Apple have brought. They've literally gone to big companies. So I think, you know, Subway Surface, I know there probably might be a game similar to it on there, but yeah, you're probably not far off gaming, uh, picking a game like that. So, but yeah, this has been level with me. We've had Reese Tafso talk about everything Apple, and it's been it's been great fun. And I hope you've enjoyed uh, being on the podcast. I for sure did. Yeah. yeah, I would love to come back again. And that, that's what I want to hear. So, obviously, we do this web. Well, I was going to say web series. Then we do this podcast bi-weekly, which means we do it every two weeks. Um, for the time being, that's what we're going to stick it to. Um, judging by the length, though. My God, 40 minutes. I was expecting it to be about 25 to 30, but we've obviously, we've had a good chat. But uh, yeah, we plan to do this uh, every two weeks. This is what I'd call part one of my episode series where we talk about the four games that came out this month and we, we had a chat about Cooking Mama and, and all that. Um, and the second part um, is basically the same sort of last part of the format where we talk about the news and things. So uh, in two weeks' time, I'll have another guest, hopefully, um you never know you might be back on the show um as this is still a, a, a i would say not a test but a prologue see a pilot series i think yeah is the best a pilot to use so but yeah thank you so much for joining and if you have enjoyed level with me it's available on uh the apple podcasts app and we will upload a version to youtube it'll be unlisted uh for anyone who doesn't have apple uh, and can't listen to this podcast i was going to put it on spotify but for the time being let's stick it in the ecosystem uh, Reese and uh, see see how it does so yeah. but yeah thank, thank you I really appreciate you having me man no problem thank you for joining me and I was going to say consider subscribing to the YouTube channel as well if you want to hear or watch more Apple Arcade and App Store content so thank you and I will see you guys very soon